0: Hey, y'all. This is Mark Canterbury, a.k.a. Henry O'Godwin. Y'all listen to Wrestling Nostalgia.
1: This is Wrestling Nostalgia with Dave Dynasty. Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to Wrestling Nostalgia. I am your host, Dave Dynasty. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. Uh, We have a, a really cool guest on today. We have Mark Canterbury. Uh, And you might be asking yourself, well, who's Mark Canterbury? Well, you would probably know him better as Henry Godwin from the WWF or WWE. Uh, He's on. It's a great interview. We have a lot of fun talking uh, about everything with his career, his time in WWE, his friendship with The Undertaker and Yokozuna, uh, lots of good stuff. So that interview is coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Before we get there, just a little housekeeping. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And whatever platform you listen to us, make sure you subscribe there. And if the option is available to you, give us a rating and review. That helps us in those algorithms that when people are listening to other a similar podcasts, wrestling podcasts, we come up as a suggested listen. So that helps us a lot with the networking uh, and coming up as an option that you know for people to d- discover us that may not know. Make sure you also follow us on social media. Uh, the, the podcast is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Just look up Rassle Nostalgia, R-A-S-S-L-E, Nostalgia. Uh, and you can follow me personally, the best place to do this on Twitter or X, uh, at The Dave Dynasty. And the best way that you can support the show is to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash The Dave Dynasty and order a shirt. The holiday season is upon us, so you can go there and find a shirt for uh, all the wrestling fans on your shopping list or for yourself if that's what you like. We have lots of cool options there, uh, some really cool shirts that I, that I really like, I'm really proud of, I think they look great. Uh, And, you know, so like I said, all the money that is raised from that goes straight back here into the podcast helps keep it free for you guys every other week. Uh, One bit of news in the wrestling world that, of course, everybody knows and by now and and that uh, I just want to speak on a little bit is, of course, CM Punk is now back in the WWE. He returned on November 25th to the Survivor Series. Of course, Uh, there was all the speculation leading up to that show in Chicago. Will he? Won't he? Who knows what's happening And uh, it was a very divided conversation, right? People saying, yes, he will. People saying, no, he won't. Uh, Of course, word supposedly from the WWE was they had no interest. But yeah, come on. Like I talked about uh, on an episode, you know, a little while back, like they're going to come out and say. uh, But it was a very, whether you like him, you don't like him, whether you're a WWE fan or not, whatever you want to say, if you're honest with yourself, uh, you have to admit, though, it was a very cool uh, moment in wrestling history, right, that. Got to the end of the show. Uh, people really didn't know what was going on. It was really kept hush-hush. Uh, the the credits you know, were on, or whatever you want to call them, uh, were on the screen. You really thought the pay-per-view was done, or the whatever premium live event was done. And then the music hit, and Punk comes out. The crowd goes nuts, and that's all there is. So whatever you think, opinions aside, just let's just be frank and be honest, guys. It was a cool moment. Now, I know, right? Punk's had whatever. This is his third come comeback. Into uh, wrestling, you know, from injury or from retirement or from whatever in the last few years. But here's the thing again, whether you like him or you don't, that's, I I get that, right? And you're entitled to those opinions. The fact of the matter is, he's a difference maker. And and I know if you don't like him, people will argue, no, he's not, no, he's not. No, he is, right? Because people, like Triple H, people talk about him, right? People tune in to see what he's going to do. And even if you hate the guy and he comes back at Survivor Series at WWE, th- those people were still talking about the next day. And those are engagements. Those are, are you know, whatever. The network, the, that web was out there spinning and the word spreading. Uh, so you know, whatever your opinions are, he is a needle mover. And uh, I, I personally, I, I like Punk. I like his approach. Uh, I know you know, people claim he's an asshole. People claim this. He's got a bad attitude. Eh, I don't know, man. I think, in my view, he's just got a little bit of old school in him. He's uh, he's opinionated. He sticks by his opinions. Uh, can he be a little gruff? Can he be a little difficult to work with? Eh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't have any personal workings with him, personal dealings with him. So, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I like it, man. I like his approach. I like his style. Uh, I like his his skills on the mic. Uh, and, again, if you're completely honest and you take your just your opinions aside, uh, you know he's a difference maker, right? He he does he does cause talk, uh, he does cause viewership, and uh, you know I mean the the social media engagements and views on his return online were through the roof, the the most uh, whatever the most viewed social media clip ever in WWE history, and that's taken into account a lot. Uh, I believe is what they were saying, so uh, whatever it is a uh, it is a cool thing. Again, with you take your personal opinions out of it, it's still. It's still one of those things that people will talk about in the, on podcasts or whatever there are down the road in the future, when people are looking back uh, on their nostalgia and and their favorite times and their history of wrestling, uh, there will be people talking about this. Uh, So that, you know, take it for what it is. It is what it is. Uh, But you are entitled to your opinions and to like what you like, Uh, as am I, which is why I have this podcast. Uh. There's you know not a whole lot of the current product that really intrigues me. I mean, I like some here and there, but overall there's not there's not a product that really engages me. Uh, so what I do and what a lot of us do out there uh, is we turn to the past, right we, we turn to what we like uh, what we grew up on, what we're nostalgic for. Uh, I, I'm very honest that I will state that yes, some of that is not necessarily the best product in the world. There is a heavy dose of nostalgia that causes that love, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, that is that is part of uh, having a passion for something is that plays into it. Uh, but anyway, that's what this podcast is all about. It's looking into what what I like. And uh, it just so happens that a lot of things that I really enjoy and that I'm passionate about, there's a lot of you out there who have that same view. Uh, and a lot of you who you know like that historical view. I, I like to dive into a lot of stuff. I like to discuss some stuff. Uh, that maybe isn't covered a lot. Uh, my, you know, my quote unquote wheelhouse is a uh, Midwest wrestling because that's what I, I, I watched as a kid. That's what I was around. The, the territory, it, an area that I grew up within. Uh, so, yeah, that's my wheelhouse. That's my passion that I like to dive deep and do uh, my historical work in. Uh, and then hopefully uh, you enjoy that, right? Hopefully it is exposing something that you don't get everywhere. Uh, and hopefully you enjoy those things. We'll have Richard Vychek uh, the author of the uh, Dick the Bruiser biography back on in the again in the future uh, the near future actually now we've already uh, got the interview on the book scheduled to 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 record uh, but he will be on in the near future uh for part 3 of the history of the WWA so you can uh, stand by for that but like I said today we have a great great interview with Mark Canterbury it's a lot of fun it was great talking to him uh, and hopefully uh, this leads to uh, part 2 And a part two that Mark said, hey, maybe we should get Phineas on, right? Let's do a Godwin reunion uh, on the podcast and and talk about the the Godwins. And I was like, I'm down. Let's do it. So hopefully that will come in the future here on Wrestling Nostalgia. Uh, But for the time being, let's take a quick break. Uh, And when we come back, we'll have that interview with Mark Canterbury, a.k.a. Henry Godwin. So stick around. If you like horror movies, be sure to check out Dave Dynasty and Ike Isaacs on the Listen to Their Screams Horror Podcast. It is available on all podcast platforms and on social media at Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams. All right, welcome back to Wrestling Nostalgia. I'm being joined by a very special guest, a man formerly known as Shanghai Pierce and Henry Godwin, Mark Canterbury. Mark, how are you?
0: I'm doing fine tonight my friend
1: that's good that's good let's uh let's talk about your career a little bit let's start from the beginning you were trained by George South, George South and the Italian stallion uh how did how did that go how did that come about uh, I was
0: working at a hospital in Princeton West Virginia and met uh George and the Italian stallion up there and who they were having a show at one evening and trained that day and uh the rest is history i never looked back after that i worked for them for about two years oh god you talking about work uh (laughs) i worked 16 times in four days we were doing uh junior highs and high schools and we were doing say no to drugs uh in the schools here in west virginia a lot so it was a good experience but you know working those Sixteen times in four days. That's how I worked my way up the ladder so quick. I think because I had a lot of ring time. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a, that's. I think that's something a lot of guys nowadays are missing, right? That just that ring time and and uh working from those small crowds and perfecting it before they get on TV. Um, yeah, yeah, and and very early on, you you met Dennis Knight, right? Which was the future Phineas Godwin, your longtime tag team partner. Uh, how did you guys meet? I mean, that was, that was very early in your careers, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd, uh, I
0: had worked for Jordan style there for about two years. And then they, but after a year, they started taking me down to be an extra at WCW down at center stage a lot, you know? And, uh, so one night I was down there, I, I did this for about a year going down there with George and style doing TV. And, uh, they wanted me to work Eric Watts. One of his first matches, center stage in Atlanta, and that's when Cowboy Bill Watts had taken over. And him and Dusty were running everything. So I had a match with Eric, and it was a hell of a match. And so after the match, they come up to me, Dusty and them said, uh, and Jody, and said, when can you? Uh, can you go on the road and work Eric sometime? And I said, yeah, when? They said, well, we'd like you to go tonight, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, George and Stow were giving me clothes. And, uh, of course, like I got paid that night $400 for doing TV. And so I was ready for the road and jumped in the car with Arn Anderson. Uh, he let me ride with him. and It was just me and him. And, hell, I was scared shitless. <laughs> But after that, I got in with uh, I rode with Harley Race, Hercules Hernandez, and Barbarian. You talking about really being scared? Yeah, really. But uh, that's how me and that's how me and Phineas got together. Uh, I worked Eric for a little bit, and they said, "Well, we're going to bring this other guy in. We're going to look at him." So it was Gainesville, Georgia, TV, and uh, I had worked a match and. X had a match that night, Dennis, and uh, they said we're going to put you all together. So we went home and got our gear all together, and uh, that's when that's how we started in a WCW.
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean, you guys—you were kind of used mid card or whatever, but you were, uh, you know, I mean, sure, you got a lot of experience, right? Worked a lot of great guys, and it was kind of a good way. I mean, you guys are both young, so it was kind of a good way to cut your teeth, I suspect.
0: Yeah, it was it was easy down there, you know. We were a little green. I thought we were both working pretty good when we started and uh but after about a year Arn said, You guys Arn even told us he'd say you guys are too good at getting other people over. He started telling <laughs> us that and and uh so there towards the end when we got let go, he said, You guys need to go up north So I went on up north before Dennis did, and uh, I worked about a year up there. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was a good experience in WCW, and, and we did, you know, we got to work. Uh, our first little run was with Bagwell and JYD, mm-hmm. so that was fun. And, you know, we worked the Cold Twins were around then. And, yeah. Uh, of course, in 93, we did Beach Blast against Two Cold Scorpio and Bagwell, which was a hell of a match. hmm so, yeah, it was a lot of fun down there. And we hung out with Kevin Nash, you know.
1: So <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, and then like you said, around 94, you went up to WWF. Uh, how did that – was there any interest in bringing both you and Dennis, or did they just talk to you alone and only only interested in you as a singles?
0: Well, I think they wanted us both, but uh, Tex had to work some stuff out. You know, he had – personal stuff going on and uh, Kevin Nash and uh, Harley race spoke for me. And uh, so in a month after we got let go of WCW, I I flew up, had a meeting with Vince and JJ Dillon. And, uh, you know, we went in the little, Vince's little secret office there and talked for about three hours. And he, but during the conversation, he said, you know, uh, what do you like to do? What 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 have you done in your life? Your jobs, and I told him, you know, I worked, did a lot of construction, did a lot of, I drove a truck, tractor trailer, I farmed, worked in the hospital, on the psych floor. So, but when I said farm, he it's like a <laughs> light bulb went off. Oh. So, What'd you do? What animals did, cause he's, he's from Carolina. He's a Ridge runner too. That's what we used to call adventures, was the old Ridge runner. Yeah. He's a country boy, but uh-huh. we used to, uh, yeah, we had uh, we talked about that. And uh, he says, well, what'd you do with the animals? And I told him, you know, we castrated them and we slopped them and <laughs> butchered them. And so he says, slop, he, would you have a barrel? I said, no, you have a slop bucket around your house. And, he says, oh, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, uh, that's what he was gravitating towards. So we started talking about that. He come up with a name that day. Matter of fact, the, my middle name is Godwin. And that's uh, was somebody invented, his granddad or somebody, but that was their name. So Henry Orpheus Godwin what we come up with to stand for hog.
1: Yeah. Do, do you think because Vince is from Carolina, right? He was, I mean, he was what raised in a trailer and everything else. He's, he always had a fascination with those hillbilly type gimmicks and those, you know, those southern type gimmicks. You think that's why?
0: I think it's a good because, you know, it, it is reality, you know, mm-hmm. that, like Vince Russo said. He wanted us in suits. I said, well, what's wrong with the Godwins in overalls? I said, you come to my town right now, half the men walk around here in friggin' overalls, so I don't want to <laughs> hear that shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, uh, I think, you know, Vince, he knows about life. He grew, you know, like you say, he grew up in a trailer, so it was reality. And, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why he knows how tough it is and how Southerners work hard and
1: proud people yeah and i mean you you briefly worked hill when you first started right with million dollar man but then you you pretty quickly turned face and i think a lot of people when they think henry God were especially those early times they they talk about they remember that that feud with triple h or as he was known then hunter hurst Helmsley, and uh you know whatever yes. the 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 uh what was it the hog Pen match and all those different things what was it like working triple h back in that time oh
0: my god it was so much fun because you know we had me and him and Tex, they got let go right at the same time. Mm-hmm. So me and Hunter, you know, I went up and then Hunter came in and, uh, man, they put that Blue blood gimmick on him and yeah. me with the slop and the hogs and the old farmer, it just, it was meant to be, but right. the chemistry me and him had. You know, we worked like six or seven months. We were married to each other. And, mm-hmm. and I got to say, he was a trooper because he got slopped every night. <laughs> yeah. He'd have to wash his stuff out and hang it over the hotel you know, somewhere. And I I had to, I washed my stuff out a lot, too, because, hell, I got slopped all over me. And, <clears throat> but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great – well, when – you know, when we had that hog pen match, Vince says, you know – I'm not going to tell you guys. You, you guys sort of try to come up with it. If you need help, then you know. But me and Hunter come up with that whole match. We went out there and come up, laid the whole match out. And when it was over, you know, Vince come up to us and said, "Damn boys, that was a hell of a match." So to get that response from Vince right after, you know, Hunter's bleeding, covered in hog shit, and <laughs> I'm covered in hog shit, and <clears throat> so to hear that was. Uh, very
1: re- rewarding. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, remember, like you said, it was, I mean, you guys were natural, natural adversaries, right? The, the high, high blue blood kind of guy, the ritzy guy, and then the, the hog farmer. I mean, it just worked. Yeah. Right? It, it made sense. And, um, yeah it, it was some memorable stuff. Um, in 96, they finally brought in, uh, Phineas. Uh, I mean, were you, were you, were you glad to see Dennis come in and, and start teaming with him again? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I had, been
0: pushing to get him up there, and then finally, after like a year, I think it was just about a year, maybe a little more. Um, they finally bought him in. He had a dark match, and they said, "Well, we're going to bring him in as your cousin." So um, we fell right back into the Texas Shanghai days. And, uh, <laughs> took right off.
1: Yeah, I've I've always been a sucker. I'm, I'm a tag team guy, man. I love tag teams, and especially you know you know good Tim Gimmick tag teams, guys that fit together. I was, I loved you guys when you, when you came in and you, you fit together and and uh, they put you early on with Hillbilly Jim, uh, which I think just added in a whole other dimension, right? It kind of gave you, I don't know, like I don't want to say credibility, that's not the word, but it, you know what I mean. It it gave you this. Here was this legend in your corner. Uh, what was it like right. working with Jim?
0: Oh my God, we had so much fun with him. Um, yeah, we there when we got fired up got going we we rode with hillbilly quite a bit and uh he was just a sweetheart he was good to be around and you know try to come up with some new ideas and of course he was our mic guy and mm-hmm. the interviews and uh but we had a lot of fun with Jim. good guy
1: yeah a lot of i mean a lot of people remember Hillbilly Jim, you know, just uh, they, they just think the Hillbilly gimmick or whatever else. But I mean, he was around WWF for so long, you know, doing things for Coliseum Video, and you no, know, now he's got I think a serious XM show and everything. I mean, Jim's a pretty smart guy, and uh, you know, of course, he's got the charisma, and uh, you know, I mean, yeah. one of the more memorable characters in, in WWF history. And uh, I mean, that whole area, I mean, that that whole era, the tag team scene was pretty pretty deep in WWF, and you feuded with guys like the Body Donnas, Smoking yeah. Guns. Uh, and in '96, you guys held the tag titles. Uh, what was that like? You know, getting a run with the belts that summer.
0: Yeah, they didn't. They didn't last long. No. <laughs> I think Vince Russo had to do with that because we were in overalls. Uh, but for the little bit of time we had them, it was fun. Uh, and there was a lot of good talent. You know, the Blackjacks and um. Like say, the Body Donna's. It, uh, it was just a good time, you know? And, and I'm, I'm a big tactic guy, too, because when you got Aaron Anderson working with you and giving you advice in WCW and Barry Wyndham and, and Dustin, we were pretty tight with Dustin mm-hmm. back then. So uh, it was. I enjoyed the tag team. So when Phineas did, finally did come up, yeah, we just sort of picked up where we left off and things were falling into place. And, uh, you know, then we went to Southern Justice and we were supposed to get the belts for a third time. We were supposed to take them off of uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn in September. But uh, Vince decided not to that night on Raw. And uh, they sent me home the next day. And then I had Spinal Fusion a couple months after that.
1: Yeah. 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 You, you mentioned the new blackjacks. I I may be one of the few guys that really like the new blackjacks. I know they get a lot of yeah. shit and whatever, but I, you know, I'm like, I told you earlier, before we started recording, I'm from Indiana originally. And I grew up on the WWA and predict the bruiser with the original blackjacks. So I may yeah. be one of the few guys that was excited to see a new blackjacks. And I, man, I, I loved them. And I, I thought it was yeah. a, you know a cool thing. I know it, maybe it didn't get over. Maybe people couldn't relate to it. Like I kid, I did, but, uh, Man, I I thought that was I mean hell, I mean your Bradshaw and Windham. That's a that's a I think it's an underappreciated team there. Yeah,
0: yeah, they were uh,
1: good workers. Uh, they hit. They were pretty good partners
0: together. I thought they had good chemistry, and uh, yeah, it didn't take off like it should have. Nah. And,
1: and then you had
0: uh, Owen and Bulldog. We oh yeah, them.
1: Uh,
0: that was always a treat.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, you got you got injured in there not long after you guys dropped the belts, and then when you came back, uh, you invented Phineas started you started turning heel, and you kind of became a little less, uh, I don't know what you would call, it, less, I don't want to say goofy, but you know what I mean, a little less cartoonish, a little more serious, a little more scary, that uh, you know a little a little more sinister so to speak. So uh, who who came up with the idea of turning you heel, and what uh, what did you, you think of that? Because you always hear guys say it's 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 easier to to, to play a heel than a babyface.
0: Well, we you know in WCW we were heels down there, so yeah, we felt that was in our wheel. You know that was in our wheelhouse uh, because we liked you know cutting the ring off and mm. keep guy an on our side and you know just working the ring. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I really really enjoyed that time.
1: Yeah, I think I mean I think you guys kind of hit your groove as heels. I, I just thought uh, I thought it really worked even better. Uh, and uh, there for a while, you were managed by my uncle Cletus, who was the dirty white boy Tony Anthony, who's uh, yeah. again another underappreciated talent that really never got his got the opportunities he deserved. What was it like working with Tony?
0: Oh my God, I love Tony because and he was in Knoxville and I was in uh, Pigeon Forge there in Sevier County, Tennessee. So yeah, we hung out a lot. And of course, me and Kane flew out of Knoxville together all the time back then yeah. for Isaac started yeah it was fun working with a white boy and uh what I mean just what a big silly country boy he is so yeah, yeah. and uh you know then we uh, were managed by Jeff Jarrett with Southern Justice uh, yeah Colonel Parker and Yep. so we were we were surrounded by good tea it was going to be a good thing they had big plans for Southern Justice and uh
1: yeah Shit happens. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you got another run as tag champs there in '97, and you you lost them, kind of because of Cletus. You turned on him, and then, yeah, you, like you said you did the Southern Justice thing, and then you uh, then you suffered another energy uh, injury. Excuse me, and uh, yeah, y- you you had to kind of leave wrestling for a while, right? It was it was a, I mean it was a pretty pretty serious injury. What 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 was going on there with your back?
0: Well, I, I had broke my neck.
1: Oh, neck. Okay. Talking an animal.
0: Uh, yeah the doomsday, mm-hmm. the doomsday device mm-hmm. um yeah i had uh, i cracked my c7 that night and uh, i was supposed to go home and rest for 14 weeks and have another mri done but i went home for six and a half weeks and come told vince i wanted to come back on the road so he put a trainer with me that worked on me every night after the match iced me and massage and heat and all the whatnots. but uh i wrestled seven weeks with a broken neck and then they finally sent me home and i couldn't do it no more had spinal fusion done and
1: uh that was it yeah i mean did you did you did you think your career was done Uh, I was I
0: was concerned it might have been, um, but I still felt like I could. I just I wasn't ready at the time.
1: Yeah, and I mean you were out what for a few years, and um, I think and you 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 did ultimately come back and in in two thousand six um uh, you you re-signed with WWE. And uh, you wrestled yeah. in Deep South wrestling. You teamed with Ray Gordy. Nothing really happened with that though. Like, um, you know, what could have, uh, you know, what what went wrong there with that 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 comeback attempt? Um, well,
0: it wasn't Phineas. I was trying something new, and you know, I I lost my son in two thousand three. I lost my dad two months later, so I didn't adjust well. So I don't think mentally and physically i was ready to come back if it would have been a, under di- different circumstances it could have turned out differently but and and you know ray had some shit going on and that didn't work out so yeah i just felt like i was standing there with my clothes off, naked you know <laughs> it just it was it was a, wasn't a good feeling and phineas wasn't there and
1: so I decided to back out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the business was kind of changing too, and it was a little different. Um, before we started recording, you talked about that this weekend you were with a uh, with Taker at one of his uh you know his one man shows or whatever he, whatever it is he's calling. And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, that makes me think of you know you were a group, kind of a a group member of a group of wrestlers backstage that kind of became known as the the, the Bone Street Crew. Uh, tell tell yeah. me a little bit about, about the Bone Street crew and what that is and, and, and how that got to be and, and what you guys were like.
0: Well, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll t- I'll tell you how to get it started, and then we'll talk about the show in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, when I went up there, I rode with Jeff Jarrett, hung out with him some, and then uh, I worked Taker one night after just maybe two or three months, four months of being there before me and Hunter started our thing and uh, I worked Taker one night on TV and uh, he gave me so much. I mean, we beat the piss out of each other and uh, he backstage, he goes, damn boy. He didn't know me. You know, we, we had talked a little bit, but he said, I enjoyed that. He said, I want to work with you again sometime. But, uh, yeah, so we hit it off, and uh, I started riding with him and Paul Bear, and you know, of course Yoko, yeah. and uh, Fatu was in it. Savio Vega, and this was you know a few months before Tex come up. So, uh, and of course Paul Bear and uh, Mister Fuji mm-hmm. were sort of in the BSK. They hung around, but it was just some guys that got together. We always. You know, our thing was after the match, we'd go out to the strip club instead of going to a, a bar because you get in these country and western bars or these dance bars and people want <laughs> to drink courage and then test you. So uh, yeah, we would uh, just go to a little, little bar, a little gentleman's club, put our backs in the corners and talk about the night. But, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, we uh, all got along. We were a very diverse group. I remember, you know, learned a lot about the Samoans and Yoko. And we used to go. I used to go to Yoko's house on the weekend. If I was out that way, instead of flying home, I'd stay at Yoko and learned a lot about that culture and the food. And, uh, you know, went to Godfather's house in Vegas, Data yeah. at Taker's House. So it was just a group of guys that always hung out. We played... Uh,
1: played a lot of dominoes, didn't
0: played, you? Played dominoes, <laughs> the bones. Yeah. <clears throat> we went out one night and uh, walked in a club and uh, Yoko said, Bone Street
1: crew, bitches. So that's how it all started. <laughs> So he, so he just came up with the name just, just off the cuff like that. That's how the name came up?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, him and Taker, they wanted uh, the bone and the street, but they wanted the crew to be spelled with a K.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, I mean, obviously, right, you, you read the Taker show. Are you guys all still tight, the, those of you that are still with us? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we got a little BSK group. It's got me and uh, Sabio and Phineas and Godfather and Rikishi. We're all on that, so we keep up with each other on that chat line. Yeah, it was fun. Uh,
1: hadn't seen Taker in a couple of years, so it was fun going to his show in Pittsburgh Saturday night. Yeah, how did that? How did that come up? How'd you get invited to that? I mean, that's not exactly well, in your. I mean, I mean, I guess it's pretty fairly close to you, but how? Yeah, how'd that come up? Well, my, <clears throat> I got a good friend. He's a, insurance guy and
0: uh, a politic guy in the northern part of the state up in Huntington, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, hey, man, I'm going to get some tickets for Taker's show. You want to go? I said, where's it at? He said, Pittsburgh. Uh, So that's like four hours and 45 minutes for me. So uh, he got the tickets and we met in Charleston and went up. And uh, I got a hold of Mark and found out where he was staying. So we stayed where he was at. And we got to hang out before the show and had a a beer and then went over. And uh, my buddy Ben from the office, from WWE, he was there. And uh, so they took care of us and John from the office and they got us seats in the front row. So I thought, you know, well, we're just going to, Mark's going to come out and do his show. He, He may say I'm here and then start telling some stories. But, Dan, we went out there, and he come out, and he talked for about 10 minutes, getting his show started. He kept looking down at me. He goes, okay, I can't take it no longer. <laughs> I got a dear friend here, one of the original members of the BSK, Henry Godwin. He goes, you want to come up here? I said, hell yeah. So I went up there, and uh, that sucker pulled me up on stage for 35 minutes and started telling stories. So.
1: <laughs> well, it but be- it, was,
0: uh, it was really good, very, yeah. very healthy to- to do that with your buddies sometimes
1: yeah when was the last well last time you saw taker before that? Has it been, has it been a while uh it was at uh
0: wrestlemania when he his retirement thing
1: yeah okay yeah so that's been a bit so uh yeah i mean it, I, I i imagine as much time as you guys spent together and on the road and traveling and everything else it's every time you guys meet it's probably just like picking up where you left off isn't it
0: oh my god everybody gets silly <laughs> get to laughing and tell the whole stories. I Taker, that's all we got is pictures and stories anymore, you know? So <laughs> I took him some pictures of uh, us on the road. I got a bunch more to send him, but I mean, I can tell he really appreciated them, you know, because pictures mean a lot. I got a lot of personal pictures here that I used to post some. And yeah. I got some in an arm and, Dusty and just you know, cool personal pictures. I told told Undertaker the other night. I must have been the only damn nerd on the road that had the camera because I'm the only <laughs> one that's got loaded pictures.
1: Yeah, it's probably a good thing that everybody didn't have a camera phone like they do nowadays, right? Because they're. Oh my
0: God, <laughs> I'm so glad we're not in this era now.
1: I, I was... Man, who knows what'd be out there floating around, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah that, that would have been scary oh <laughs> uh, so uh you you mentioned yokozuna right and obviously you got you were close uh what uh what what where were you do you remember not necessarily where were you but do you remember how you reacted when you when you heard Yoko had passed well i was of course i was when uh
0: when Owen died i was Sitting at home in an Aspen collar where I broke my neck, so that's how soon it was after that that Owen had, you know, had his accident. And
1: yeah, I don't know
0: when I had to bother me, but I don't know Yoko really bothered me because you know I used to drive Yoko a lot, room with him, and you know go home with him, and he'd feed us, and it was just an awesome time. And talking about a sweetheart and just a big guy. I mean, uh, Yoko was, and all I always post on his, uh, the day we lost him and yeah. his birthday, but yeah, he was a, he was a very good friend.
1: Yeah. I mean, you I mean, everything you hear is just, you hear good stuff about him for everybody that worked with him and, and knew him. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Especially, I mean, uh, from such a, an amazing family, such a legendary family. I mean, yeah. still out there, obviously in the, in the light and uh, everything. So, yeah, that's pretty great. I mean, I remember Yoko all the way back. You know, when he worked the AWA as Kukina Maximus and stuff, and thought, man, this dude's this dude's something else. And uh,
0: <laughs> it's crazy how he's uh, very athletic. Me and him worked when we went to India. When we did that India tour raising money. We did an AIDS tour over there, raising money for AIDS, and uh, me and Yoko worked a couple times. And, but he was—he was 600 pounds when I worked him, and he could still—yeah—he he took my clothesline and took a big <laughs> bump. So yeah, I was so- telling that story. I too. He, he said, uh, "Damn, what do I owe you money?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. So, I—I uh, I mean, I know you've done. I mean, you've done. I don't know. Countless interviews, right? Told countless stories. I'm sure. I'm sure some of the stuff. It's you get tired of rehashing, or whatever else. Is uh, t- tell us something. I know you. I know you got stories you want to keep for yourself. But is, can you? Is there anything you can tell us that you that you maybe haven't told a million times? Uh, any kind of road story, locker room story. I'm not saying you got to incriminate anybody, but uh, <laughs> but uh, oh my God. anything you can share be, with us. Yeah, it would be well. I guess everybody's heard the Sonny story with the slot bucket. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, and tell that story though, in case anybody, yeah, was, um, you know, Sonny was hard to work with, mm. and,
0: uh, she had, treated Chris pretty bad too, so she wasn't, was a pleasant person all the time. I got along with her, but she was difficult. So, we come to TV one day, and, uh, Bruce Pritchard stopped me, and said, hey, we're gonna, you're gonna slop, sunny tonight. I said, Man, "Shit, that's awesome." So, I do. You know, we got our gear put away and uh, brought our gear in and our bags and put in the locker room, and we went to eat at catering. And I always take my slop bucket, and I would make it about you know two o'clock and just let it set all day, and then use it that night. So I went and made my slop and. I guess the word it got around, we were slopping Sonny, so I went in the locker room where all the boys were, and I said, listen, I'm going to set this down here. This Sonny's getting slopped tonight, so nobody mess with this. And then I left. <laughs> well, I filled it about halfway up, but when I come back, here comes Razor, x fox out of the bathroom with the slop bucket that's filled up to almost the top. I had to carry it real easy when I went to the <laughs> ring. So, yeah, I heard Matt say there must have been like 23 different DNAs in that bucket. So,
1: (laughs) well, I mean, in retrospect, I don't think it could have happened to a nicer person, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but you, 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 it was Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I mean, you mentioned Chris Candido. And again, there's another guy. I mean, man, such an amazing worker and you, you only hear good stuff about him. Right. I mean, again. Like you said, Sonny's kind of screwed him over. Uh, what was what was it like? You guys, like I said, you worked with Chris a lot with when he was with the body of Donna's. Uh, well, you know, Tell me what. Tell me a little bit about Chris.
0: Oh, Chris, yeah, just soft spoken, very professional, hell of a talent, and just uh, a good guy. You know, knew the business well. Um, and we worked him and Doctor Tom. You know, skip and zip for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won the belts off of them the first time in MSG, Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and, and Doc. I mean, I love Doc. I've known Doc for 30 years. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, both good guys. I was just with Doc not too long ago at a signing, and he was doing a little hour seminar. So I sat in with that and just watched him. and But, yeah, I love both of them guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was always a big fan of Chris, and yeah, yeah Like you said, Dr. Top Man, one of the greatest minds ever in pro wrestling. Such a smart guy. And uh, yeah. So, uh, man, when when people when people look back and remember Mark Canterbury or Henry Godwin or whatever they wanna, uh, you know, however they remember you, what what do you hope they remember most when they look back on your career overall?
0: Oh, that I was a good person. I I was respectful. Um, I did good in the business. I tried to, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't have to go to the hall of fame to know what I did and what I brought to the business. Yep. Uh, just, you know, so it's, it's just a, a thing anymore. Um, we were two time WWF tag team champs. So, mm-hmm. and we got to work with a lot of good people, a lot of top guys. And, uh, I have no regrets. Um, I get to do stuff like, if they said, hey, Undertaker wants you to come to his One Dead Man show and come up on stage and be part of it, or go, or go to the Hall of Fame, I would have went to Undertaker's thing. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, I, I'm not all about the glitz and glory. I like the uh, the friendships and the solidness of uh, of the business, you know, and yeah, I just want uh, to say, hey, he was a big man that could move and was powerful. I mean, that's what the boys used to tell me anyway, and I was nice and respectful, and uh, and I respected people back. And I think that's what's lacking in the business now.
1: So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I to- yeah, and not only you, you mentioned you were two time tag champs, I mean, you were two time tag champs during a, a hot period, right? I mean, things were really heating up during that time. So, not only, I mean, that, that's something to say. I mean, you know, it's it's an honor, obviously, to be you know, tag champs at any time, but I mean, you were. Like I, like we said earlier, there's a lot of good tag teams and and uh, so you know for them to give you the ball during that time, that's that's something special.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, and the Headbangers, uh, I talked mm-hmm. to them guys a lot, and we had some hell of matches with them and and the Harris Twins, you know and uh-huh. but, you know it was it was a, it was a good time for tags and uh, yep. I
1: miss it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I Like I said, I was always a tag team guy, and it's just. I don't know. It's just not. It's not as prominent anymore. It's just not as not as much focus, and you know, in yeah. the, uh, on the teams. And then I don't know. I like those guys. You know, with the, the matching gimmicks and the and whatever. I don't know. Something special about that. In a, I don't know. Everybody wants. Yeah. Everybody, I guess, wants. I don't know. Everybody's selfish anymore. I guess. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean,
0: all the bells and whistles. I mean, shit. Yeah. Come out, come out to some music. Walk to the damn ring and whip some ass, and then the, the night be because- over. All these lights and the uh, raw, it's too much
1: for me. Yeah. I'm old school. I'm easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean you boil it down, right? It's pretty simple on how you get, you know, I mean I was saying it's easy to do, but uh there's there's a pretty clear way to get over and you know, pyro and the lights is not necessarily gonna do it for you. So <laughs>
0: Hey, you can play my play my Henry Gun music, give me my swap bucket, throw oh, a fucking firecracker out there and I'm walking to the ring. Hell yeah!
1: That's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And like you mentioned, you're you're still out there in the public eye. You're still doing conventions, and you're like you said, you popped up at the Undertaker show uh, the other night and everything else. And I, I know you and Phineas sometimes appear together and do different things. And uh, you know, nostalgia is a, a big thing nowadays, right? People people aren't <laughs> people aren't necessarily happy with the current product, yeah. so they remember when it was better. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you and have our, anything, but do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Any appearances? Well, you, you can plug our new dolls. Just come out with a hassle toy. That's right. You got a couple uh, of figures, right? Yeah, you and you and Phineas both, tag team set. Well, I was talking to, you know, the guy, and I said, we need the, we
0: almost got a BSK group here because he, he did Godfather, he did Savio, and he oh, sent yeah. me and So, you can pick Rikishi up
1: and, Maybe Godfather or uh, T- uh, Taker down the road—that'd be a complete set, man. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I saw those figures; they're pretty good-looking figures, and um, yeah, yeah, they're done in those old Hasbro style, which uh, which you guys didn't, you know, didn't get the. You had lots of figures in the in the bigger, but not those not those rat those yeah. you know, those smaller Hasbro styles that everybody loves so much. And uh, yeah, right. I saw them; they're they're good-looking figures of uh, of you and of you and Dennis and you and Phineas. So yeah, people. It was was Hassle Toys, right? Everybody can go check them out and and order a set of those. It turned out good.
0: Matter of fact, he called me today. He's uh, sending mine, sending me some today. He sent them out today. Matter of fact, so that's good. Yeah. And we might be in Pittsburgh in December. I I don't know a day. I think it's the it's the. Oh my God! the second weekend i think of december we might be in pittsburgh there's a comic-con up there yeah so uh we might be there
1: maybe pushing the, the new dolls there you go yeah is is there a so, way that uh, people can keep track of all this stuff in your appearances that uh, that they can follow okay. you or just uh
0: i usually just post stuff
1: on uh instagram you know under henry o godwin and go. uh Put my stuff out there. There you go. Yeah, so uh, so look him up on Instagram and uh, keep, keep track of where he's uh, making an appearance and, uh, and uh, you know, whatever. Get an autograph, get a picture, buy some figures and everything else because uh, – and uh, I, I venture to guess that the uh, Godwins are still pretty badass. I think you step in the ring and kick most of these guys' ass still in modern time. My mind says yes. I don't
0: know what my body would do. Well,
1: you know. <laughs> Everybody's got one good fight left in them, I think, right? It's, <laughs> you just got to pick when you do it. <laughs>
0: or if I had to. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, Mark, I, I appreciate you coming on uh, and well, talking to me and, and, and reflecting on your career. I mean, we just—I mean, we just scratch a surface on the stuff you did. We didn't talk Memphis and everything else that you did. You've done so much, and uh, had such a great career. And like you said you know, you, you might've said that the hall of fame doesn't matter to you, but I, I really think, I really think the God, I mean, some of the guys that are in there, the God ones deserve and should have a space in that hollow, in that hall of fame. Cause like I said, you guys, we, you guys had a great run and you had it during a hot time. So uh, I think you're yeah. deserving. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. We'll see. If not, yeah. I'm content. I'm happy with what we achieved. Absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's I, I, every time you do a you know, do an appearance, see all the people that remember you and have memories of you. I, I think that probably makes it all worthwhile for you.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, so like we said, go out and follow him on Instagram and keep track of his uh, his appearances. Uh, go follow Hassle Toys and, and go to their website and order order a uh, Henry and Phineas or, you know, a, a Dennis and Mark figure. I guess you can't use Henry and Dennis, uh, but. Uh, <laughs>
0: 2024, me and uh, old Phineas is going to crash one of Undertaker's shows.
1: So there you go. We'll have to do it. Me and you'll have to do another podcast. Maybe we get Phineas on this. One. Oh, man, I'd love that. I'd love to have both the God ones on. Uh, it, I would. I. There's a lot to talk about Dennis, but I. I hear he's a pretty good chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Took took Russ a lot when we were living in Atlanta together. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be great. So yeah, we'll we'll do a chapter two down the road next year, and and uh, maybe we'll get you both on and uh, and tell some tell some All team right. stories. So that'd be good. Yeah, we, we we can tell we like you said we just barely scratched the surface. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's like I always like to leave a little more for later, right? We we can do a follow up if need be, but when uh, you want to oh, leave, yeah. leave them wanting we more, got, we, we can do three or four more shows. I'm all for it. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling Fans International Association is back. That's right. The premier fan club association of the 1970s and 1980s has been revived and is back in business. Join today. It's free at the W-F-I-A.org. That's TheWFIA.org. That's T-H-E-W-F-I-A dot You can also join us on Facebook at Facebook.com groups slash W-F-I-A 1969. All right, and welcome back to Wrestling Style. Just special thanks to Mark Canterbury for coming on and doing that interview. What a great, great interview that was. It was a lot of fun. I uh, can't wait to hook back up uh, and chat with Mark again in the future. Uh, maybe maybe with Dennis Knight, maybe with Phineas. That would be great. I'd love to talk to both Godwins uh, in a joint interview. I, everybody knows my affinity for tag team wrestling. Uh, I loved the Godwins when they were out. I thought they were a lot of fun. Uh, so everybody kind of knows if you've listened to the show for any time that I like to do tag team interviews on here, right? We had the World Warriors on a while back. We've had the Van Zantz on before. We've had the Dawson brothers on before. Uh, I love that having both guys, uh, both tag team members on, and, and doing a dual interview at the same time, a joint interview, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I think you get a lot of a lot of great stories, a lot of great uh, discussion, interaction, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the, the The dynamic's really fun for me, uh, and and the best thing about those a lot of times is, man, they're easy for me, right? A lot of times you get those guys on and you just prompt them a little bit and get them going. And they just, when you get tag team partners that are that your friends that have known each other for a while, they just get chatting and they get telling stories back and forth. And man, I'm I'm just sitting back and enjoying the ride and listening to the story. So anyway, hopefully we can have both Godwins on in the future. But uh, for now, thanks to Mark for coming on doing that interview. Uh, again, it was a great, great time. Uh, just a reminder, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you follow us on social media. I talked about all that earlier. Hopefully y'all either you already do that or you ran right out and did it. I greatly appreciate that support. Make sure you tell a friend about what we're doing here. We have a lot of great episodes that come out every two weeks, a lot of fun interviews. We try to keep a positive attitude here. I try to maintain the mindset. You know, I I talked about CM Punk earlier and I try to keep that mindset uh, and that approach of, I talk about, I love what I like and I kind of just ignore the rest, right? There's lots of stuff that I really don't like in in professional wrestling. And I could, I could spend hours upon hours, you know, coming on here, ranting and raving, and and carrying on, and and lots of guys do that out there, and I'm fans of a lot of the guys that do that, and uh, it and it, it's entertaining as well, but it's just not me, right, man. I'm more of i uh, eh, I'd rather shine a little light on what I like, and I eh, don't worry about the rest because it's just you know, not not worth my time. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, again, we'll have a new episode uh, coming up in two weeks, again in the near future, we'll have the uh, history of the WWE part three. With Richard Vaychuk. I've got a cool interview lined up. Hopefully I can get this on the books and get it done. And I'm, I'm hoping this will be the next episode. I don't want to say anything. Again, if you've listened to the show, I don't like to jinx things. I don't like to say things. I don't like to announce things until the interview is recorded. Because I just don't. I, it's uh, whatever. Whether you call it uh, podcasting uh, superstition or whatever it is. I just don't want to jinx me. Uh, but anyway, I have someone that I'm talk to. It's going to be fun. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, hopefully we get the interview done. In the near future, like we're talking about, and if so, uh, that will be the next episode. So watch social media for that announcement coming soon. But until whatever it is, our next episode in two weeks. uh, Just be nice to everybody out there, guys. Everybody have a good holiday season. uh, As as we go, you know, dive into that. But until next episode, until we speak again, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and keep on growing.